toxic work culture. We've all seen it or experienced it at some point in our careers. The most recent incident that reminded us all of it was this one. The man that you can hear shouting in Bengali was a top official at HDFC Bank Kolkata. He was yelling at his juniors about meeting targets. How many current and savings accounts had they opened? This was all on a Zoom call that somebody recorded and leaked and the video went viral. You most probably have seen it already. The man in question was suspended. Meanwhile, in rival bank ICICI, it is a whole different story unfolding. You could say that it is exactly the opposite of what is happening at HDFC. In the first glimpse, it all appears to be rosy and nice. The bank is posting its highest ever quarterly profit of 9,000 crore plus rupees in the recent March quarter. Loans and deposits are growing strong, margins are healthy and investors can't seem to get enough of the blue chip company. The stock has tripled since 2018, which was the year when ICICI's current CEO Sandeep Bakshi took over. This was right after the bank was in the middle of quite a controversy. Some of you may remember it actually. Bakshi's predecessor, Chanda Kocher, had stepped down, or in fact had to step down after she faced allegations of quid pro quo, non-adherence to the code of conduct and conflict of interest. Bakshi, as you can very well imagine, had a massive challenge ahead of him. And if you think just in terms of the bank's performance right now, it seems like Bakshi is killing it, right? Not quite. Because there is more. More going on behind the scenes that, well, makes us believe that everything is not hunky-dory at ICICI. You see, when he joined, after the Chanda Kocher controversy, the biggest task ahead of him was to do something about the high attrition rate at ICICI, which at the time, according to a former senior executive, was around 20%. Clearly, the employees needed stability and to see that the management was with them in this time of trial. So Bakshi did what anyone would have in his place. He revamped ICICI's HR policy. He made it more relaxed. Way more relaxed. A bit too relaxed maybe, to the point that now it all seems to have backfired. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host Nikdar Sharma and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Friday, the 30th of June. It was in 2020, in a meeting amongst the top management, that Sandeep Bakshi announced that he was going to rejig ICICI's HR policy. 
It was required to bring in the much-needed stability in the company and to reassure employees who were confused about whether to stick around or to leave. After all, the bank had gone through a major crisis. The most surprising thing that Bakshi did was that he got rid of the bell curve assessment for employees. The bell curve assessment is basically a method used to categorize employees into top performers, average performers and low performers. So this decision of Bakshi's meant that the annual appraisals would no longer be linked to performance. The message he was supposedly trying to send out was that if the bank does well, everybody does well. Apart from this, even promotion criteria were changed entirely. Instead of performance, they were now based on the number of years an employee had worked at the bank. So all anybody needed to do to be promoted at ICICI Bank was to spend four years with the lender and not do something drastically wrong. It was almost automatic. In the new HR policy, none of the individual key performance indicators or KPIs were linked to salaries. Individual incentives, which used to be credited in addition to salaries, were also stopped. In the last three years, lower-grade employees ended up getting higher increments and those higher up got less. According to an employee, the average hike across the organization was in the 10-11% to range. What had essentially happened was that appraisals were standardized. No other competing rival banks were following this method. Not HDFC, not Axis. ICICI became an outlier. While the bank does not give out attrition figures in any of its reports, two senior employees told the Ken that now attrition has fallen below 15%. And also I told you that it's been doing pretty well performance-wise. The March quarter saw it post its highest ever quarterly profit of 9,000 crore rupees. Obviously, all of this made Bakshi quite popular amongst the employees. So we asked them about it. And all of them used the same anecdote. So ICICI's headquarters in Mumbai has a separate elevator for regular employees and a separate one for those at director level and above. But instead of using the exclusive elevator that would take him to his 10th floor office, Bakshi uses the other one. Almost everyone that the Ken spoke to called ICICI Bank unlike any other lender regarding work-life balance as well. Whether it is leaves or vacations, even if they're for as long as three weeks, which is quite rare among lenders, or just casual day-offs, ICICI bank managers have been instructed to approve them without any questions unless there is a team crisis. Of course, employees have been asked to be responsible about it. The number of relationship managers per branch too has been increased. Every vertical has been amply staffed, which is one of the reasons why ICICI currently has the highest number of employees that it's ever had, 1,29,000. So, there is no crisis of work whenever someone wants to take some time off. A Mumbai-based employee told us that this has also reduced the workload. But how do you manage such a large workforce? Bakshi particularly focused on building a team culture at the bank. Top-performing teams are regularly recognized during town halls and employees are encouraged to take ownership of their teams. 
this democratization of the bank through the HR policy without doubt has given Bakshi a surprisingly loyal base of current and former employees. But it has led to the creation of a faction of young, disgruntled high performers who feel that they are not being incentivized enough and they are resigning. What makes the situation worse is that their resignations are coming in the way of ICICI's bank-to-bank tech journey. ICICI has plans to open more than 150 new physical branches every quarter to tap into the rural and semi-urban areas better. So what is making these young employees feel this way? Could there be such a thing as too much democracy in this case? Stay tuned to find out. An ex-employee of ICICI Bank who was a part of the HR team till last year told us, and I'm quoting, young bankers have been quitting in large numbers. They join for the brand value and leave for growth. A majority of employees either stay for two to three years and resign, or they make this their permanent workplace. A very small percentage of employees fall in between. End quote. You see, ICICI Bank's workforce is divided into five internal grades that denote designations. For example, internally, DM1 is short for an entry-level deputy manager. And after promotion, they become DM2. And then there is the manager, which is M1, who goes on to become M2. And then there's the chief manager, who is CM1, who goes on to become CM2, and so on and so forth. But now appraisals have been standardized. So even DM1s, for example, are getting the same percentage of annual increment. This obviously makes high performers unhappy. For example, an HDFC bank employee told us that employees in their banks sometimes earn more than their salaries through incentives, which could be as high as 15 lakh rupees per annum. So what has ICICI done to motivate its workforce in the absence of the proverbial carrot? A current employee said that top performers are now handed additional responsibilities within the same team to recognize their contribution. But this move to pull away from incentives has had some unintended consequences. Close to three years after the decision, most of the top talent who were growth-oriented and ambitious have left because it was difficult for them to find motivation. An HR head that we spoke to said that removing all parameters and standardizing appraisal rates works only for short-term when a company is going through a crisis. But eventually, it takes away from the excitement of work. And then, the change in promotion criteria has also started creating issues. Since it has become tenure-based now, the largest section of employees is managers. So the middle management at the bank is getting more and more crowded. But how can so many people be in leadership positions? Who are they going to lead? Plus, it is also leading to a dearth of cabin space. General managers who would earlier get their own cabins now have to share it. All this is obviously making young, skilled employees quit after a few years. But the bank needs this talent 
to continue on its path towards digitization. And with none of these people sticking around for more than a couple of years or three years at maximum, it becomes difficult to execute long-term plans. And let's not forget that ICICI plans to open 150 new branches every quarter. New branches mean that the bank will need more junior employees. So it is about time that Bakshi starts thinking of how to solve this problem before it becomes a full-blown crisis. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdhar Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.